Welcome to episode 377 of the AMPM podcast. This week, my guests are from the Ukraine and from the UK. That's right, Yaroslav and Aaron are my guests this week, and they run a company that specializes in buying and selling Amazon accounts. So maybe you started up an Amazon business and it just didn't go like you wanted, and you've got an account that's just kind of sitting there idle. They might buy it off your hands, or you got an old account that you're not using anymore. They might buy it off your hands, or maybe you're looking to enter into the Amazon space or starting a new company, and you want an account that has a little bit of a, a history and a reputation, maybe has some seller feedbacks, has some different payout terms. They can help you connect with accounts that have that. It's an interesting model. It's a great discussion. I think you'll learn a lot and discover a whole new avenue of ways to make money on Amazon. Enjoy this episode. And coming up next month is the Billion Dollar Seller Summit virtual event, February 21st and 22nd. You don't want to miss that. All the details at BillionDollarSellerSummit.com. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host. Kevin King. Kevin King. Yaroslav and Aaron, welcome to the AMPM podcast. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, thank you. Thanks for having us. Awesome, man. Uh, so we're, we're doing like a little European uh, to the U.S. podcast today. I'm in Austin, Texas. Uh, Aaron, I think you're over in the U.K. And uh, Yaroslav, you're in, uh, I think you said Prague, right? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. right. But uh, we met... Uh, over in Seattle at uh, Amazon's Accelerate event uh, back, uh, when was that? Back in September of last year or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. We It was September last year. Uh, amazing event. It was great to great to con- connect there with you. How was that for you guys? I mean, what uh, do you guys get out to a lot of different events? Or I, I hadn't met you guys before, and I'm at a lot of events. Uh, was that one of the first ones you've been to, or do you, do you, do you just pick and choose? Or uh, tell me about that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in first, and I'll pass it to to Yaroslav. But um, I've attended uh, a ton of, event, of events over the years. I actually saw you at the Danny McMillan event in London, Kevin, last ah. year. Well. I think it was May or June. Um, we bumped into each other, um, and then that was briefly. But then, yeah, that was the the next one after that was Amazon Accelerate in September. Um, but yeah, we try and be uh, selective of the ones we go to. Um, Jay-Z, when was the last time you was at uh, an Amazon event? Oh, uh, I actually, I think I was on most of the forums in Ukraine. So there, there were there were local uh, Amazon seller forums in Kiev, in Odessa. We the first seller forum was actually in Minsk, which is which is which may sound a bit weird because uh, and sellers from from ukraine from from belarus and back back in back in the days they just collapsed and went to to this kind of events but uh i think that was the time when i was selling selling amazon not uh dealing with uh, doing our business that we have right now so that's probably the first event we came to together uh, with Aaron. awesome I actually spoke in uh, Kiev back in uh, twenty, I think it was twenty eighteen at uh, Igor. Um, 
know there's a lot of Igors in uh, in Ukraine, but uh, there, uh, Igors uh, event. Uh, it was it was like a really it was in the summer of 2018, I think it was uh, like June. It was a were you did you happen to be at that event? Uh, you know I, I, I wasn't there, but but I heard about this event. Actually, uh, this guy Igor, he was the one who taught a lot of people in Ukraine. Yeah, that's him. Amazon. Yeah, it was, uh, and I met him. I met him uh, a couple of times personally. So yeah, yeah, that was, was an awesome event. I mean, it was like the way he set up the room, the way the lighting was. I mean, he went over the top. It, it you would have thought it was like an Amazon five million dollar event uh, or something, uh, but uh, Ukrainian style with. With uh, dancing girls at the party and the, the whole nine yards, uh, it was uh, it was truly Ukrainian style. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, yeah, Danny um, Danny's uh, seller sessions, uh, Aaron. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. I've been to a few of those as well. Um, he always does those uh, cool Christmas parties and stuff too. Um, it's always always uh, always great. So you guys have been. Uh, so your backgrounds, both of you were selling, or tell me the story. Uh, uh, why don't you go first, Aaron? What's what's your background in this whole e-commerce uh, world? And I'll ask uh, Yaroslav his. Yeah, sure, awesome. Yeah, so I started out. I think it was ASM. It was ASM one where I, I kicked oh, wow. off uh, ten years ago in March. So we're almost coming up to eleven years, um, and it feels. I mean, feels like a lifetime ago, which it, which it actually was in internet years. Uh, but kicked off um, going to to that event. I was actually in the far northwest of um, Australia at the time, working in the mines um, to get my visa. So it was pretty tough working in one of the hottest places of the world. And I was like, look, I don't want to do this forever. Um, and then I was learning how to make money online, affiliate marketing. Then I got an email uh, from Mark Ling promoting the Amazon ASM One event. Looked at it, went all in, flew over to the States, Austin, where, you, where you're at now, and basically met my business partner, um, at the event and basically launched a business and things, you know, went well initially, uh, kicked off first four months. I was able to quit my job. Uh, and then we went and built out a team over there in the Philippines. Um, and I spent a lot of time back and forth, 2014, 15 in the Philippines. Um, love that country, love the people. Um, so yeah, that was the initial kickoff to the, the journey. Um, launched a bunch of different brands. Um, You're in the right place, right time. Back then it was like, that was what, about 2012, 2013 or so. Uh, it was just literally stick your name on something and it, it's, it just sold like crazy. I mean, your phone's just dinging off the hook, right? It was a different game for sure. Right. And I was green in business. It was like my first business. So obviously a hell of a lot of lessons to learn along the way um, for sure. But an incredible, exciting moment really that the first, I remember it was Garcinia Cambogia, right? Everyone was selling that thing. <laughs> It was like a lot, I sold it, stick a label on it, we sold one. It was just, you know, it's a mind perspective shift, as you know. You sell your first thing online. It's like, oh, my God, somebody's purchased this. So, yeah. So that was the, how, that's how we got started. Um, built, you know, several supplement companies and uh, an electronic brand uh, and, and done some uh, various other things as well. But um, And then fast forward to now, we essentially are um, buying and selling Amazon stores. So uh, we can get into that in a minute. But. Uh, I'll hand over to Jay Z or Yaroslav. Before we do that, before we uh, we go to Jay Z or Yaroslav, as he's also known, he's going. He's got. He's a dual personality there. Uh, Aaron, so what? So you did you did ASM one back then? You could. I think the event was free or something, right? You could actually. That's just if you bought the course and it was thousands, right. of, thousands of bucks, uh, and then you could come in. They did these these big events. 
And then, so you did that with the supplements till like 20, you said 15, 16, and then did you pivot into some other partnerships or sell off one of those brands or what did you do in the, um, before you and, uh, Yaroslav hooked up? For sure. So, um, it was 2016 when, so we had a partnership that we, we was building, um, a team over in the Philippines and that was running multiple supplement brands. So we was doing, um, what we was doing back in the day is creating one supplement brand, ranking them all up to the top, all the various products, different keywords. And then we just basically create a separate brand, same suppliers, launch that and try and dominate the, the front pages of Amazon, essentially. Um, we was doing, we was doing well, but unfortunately a partnership that we had, it didn't go, didn't go as planned. Um, and then the team that was running the, the brands that I had essentially kind of fell apart. Well, it was, it was kind of taken away uh, for, for um, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it didn't go the way we'd expected on, on both parts. Um, so um, I, I was left to kind of catch the brands, didn't end up going um, the way I, I'd hoped on all of them. We Is that because of Amazon or because of just uh, uh, partnership uh, issues? Or was that because Amazon started cracking down and uh, were you guys up to something that you shouldn't have been or something? Or was it? Uh, well, it was nothing we was up to. It was a partnership situation. So, okay. um, you know, we, we, we built this, um, this, this team of this amazing team that was running the, the brands. There was a disagreement. Um, between I and one of the partners, and then essentially I had to catch these uh, falling plates, essentially these different brands and products. Um, and, um, you know, it was a great, an amazing learning experience because I got to figure out how to build and grow a team. We built, I think, maybe 40 or 50 team members um, over there. I learned systems, process, operations, um, which was, you know, critical because we, we, we rolled that into uh, the brands that we we had an electronic brand at the time, um, and you know used all them systems and processes, and that was really the the the, the transition point. Some of the brands, again, we done done well out of. We never sold any. Um, again, I was green, and I didn't really know what I didn't know at the time. Um, but basically, um, from there, what happened was we had the um, the electronic brand that we we had. Um, again, done that and, and wound, wound that down ultimately because there was regulations coming in on Amazon um, and, you know, we kind of parted ways at that point. Um, but, yeah, I hope that makes sense in terms of that trajectory. Um, and from there, what, what we, you know, coming from that experience, we had entire playbooks on how to find, launch, you know, um, find products, launch products, rank them, you know, run teams, operations, get reviews, you know, build security infrastructures on how to access stores safely, you know, and you know, a, a huge playbook. Um, and, and really what I did from, from that point there, it was, I believe, I think it was around 2017 or that was mid-2017, I started having Amazon sellers reach out saying, hey, I know you've built a team in the Philippines. Can you help me? Um, you know, so I actually started, you know, I had a uh, kind of a group coaching thing that I was help I started done that for about uh, a year and a half, had about 30 clients, seven and eight figure sellers, showing them and just giving them all the SOPs and playbooks really that we'd used. Um, and, you know, um, that was that. Was that. Um, and then we was, you know, instead of doing the coaching, which I, I actually, I, I really didn't like, um, you know, just, just to, you know, that, that whole model of coaching and trying to get people to to implement SOPs, it's not the easy, it's not the sexiest, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not the sexiest stuff to like to talk about as well. So um, at that point, we was like, people don't want to really implement this; they're too busy. Why don't we just do it for them? 
So we had an agency actually, where was, um, we was for about a year and a half, we was running uh, everybody. There was uh, full service inventory management uh, across seven and eight figure brands. So obviously really intense. Uh, we was, we was doing that for, um, you know, about a year and a half. And that was, that was that kind of um, that agency model as well. But we kind of wrapped that up as well because very intense, very demanding, managing inventory management for, you know, four or five different seven figure brands is a lot. So uh, that was, that was the journey really so far. I hope that made sense. No, that's, that's perfect. And uh, what about you, uh, Yaroslav? How have you, how'd you get into this and uh, what, what's your, what's your story? So I was, uh, I, I started selling Amazon in, in the beginning of 2017. And before that, I was uh, basically, I was selling chargers for mobile phones in Kiev. So I was just yeah, um, going to different bars and cafes with a big box that I ordered <laughs> from China. So it was like an ultimate charger for different phones, like power banks, like power station. Uh, di- 12 different power banks so it was like uh horica solution so but it, it they weren't really high quality and the business didn't go well so my uh my close friend offered uh, offered me to go to S- slovakia and to sell soybeans to slovakian farmers after uh, mm. because th- there was a business opportunity and i, I went when went to him and we <laughs> we were literally going from village to village uh, in um, eastern Slovakia near near Kosice, you know. Um, and we we were trying to, trying to have deals with the farmers over there. So literally, like door to door, knocking on their door, trying to sell yeah. them something in person. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And, and, and talking to Slovakian farmers because I I I lived in in Czech Republic uh, for four years. I, I studied here, played hockey. And then, uh, because I knew Czech, I could talk to Slovakian farmers, and they understood yeah. me. So <laughs> it was it was really funny. But um, our company, I didn't know that the previous company uh, that did that. Uh, basically, that was my friend's father's company. They they had bad reputation, and in, in the end, the the business went bankrupt. So we were doing that for three four months and uh, we went back to for a vacation uh, to kiev uh, and it was december and i was sitting and working that's that's how i uh, got into amazon i was sitting and working in, in one of the cafes in kiev and i was completely like just doing this soybean stuff and uh that was so funny i so, so a couple of girls they, they they sat down on the nearest table and one of them, she was. She started talking about Amazon. She she told, "Oh, I, I'm dropshipping on Amazon, and I uh, recently I, I had fifty dollars per day in profit. And I was I was like type uh, sitting typing something, and I would turn my head over here. And I was, what's going on? Like, <laughs> and I and I, I literally, literally closed my laptop and started staring like uh, staring at the girls like this. And then the, it, it felt weird, and I told. Can you please tell me about this? What are you doing? It's like uh, it's completely something completely different, and I, I want to know about that. And so I, I basically got her contact, and then we uh, I forced her to teach me. Then we back, went back to Slovakia, and after a few months, I registered my Amazon uh, account, and 
basically force her to ask her, not force, but I would uh, ask her to teach me how to dropship on Amazon. And that's, that was the beginning of the story. Uh, so that's like 20, 2017, 2018. And then how long did you do the dropshipping for? 17. So it was April 2017. And uh, basically, I just spent all, whole days trying to learn, trying to figure out uh, how to do that. Uh, and in, I started, I was completely broke at that time. So two, two business ventures didn't go well. I didn't have any money. And then uh, we started to, I started doing drop shipping. And uh, in, in the first months, I just could afford just like a nice flat. So I, the, everything everything has changed in one month. It was like so so crazy back, back in the days. And I was, whoa, what, what's going on in, in my life? And then, uh, yeah, I started hiring some people, implementing some procedures. And it's, uh, yeah, I was dropshipping until... 2019, so, so it was two, two, three years. So uh, basically, at the end of 2017, all my stores got shut down. I got a lot of funds. That's like a typical story of, of a dropshipper. I started my own software for for dropshippers. I, I just invested a lot of money over there. And uh, in the beginning of 2020, I was in in a huge debt because of all all the suspensions and the investment into the software and i asked myself i had a team already i think five or six people who were doing all the orders uh, searching for the listings and i i kind of asked myself how do i get the funds quicker and that's where the idea with uh, with the stores uh, it, it came to me and i just started uh developing that business so how did you two meet? Well, um, it's not, we, typical story. We met online, one of them ones. But uh, it was um, basically, I think, Daisy, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, to just to uh, uh, tag on to what Jay-Z said, essentially after I, um, you know, I wrapped up the agency that I was doing for, you know, done for you inventory management. We was doing all the customer service. We was also doing bookkeeping. After I wrapped that up, had a little period of uh, of rest because that was very intense. Uh, and then I'd get people ask me about, hey, uh, do you have any, do you, you know, um, do you have a, an Amazon store that you don't sell anymore? It's actually, um, you know, a friend of mine. And he, he was, I was like, yeah, sure. Ended up selling him a store. So basically, like you're selling the account, basically, like a dead account. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't in use. Um, and essentially, as you know, there's, you know, thousands of businesses bought and sold on Amazon. Uh, and essentially, the, the same process of, as if an aggregator would purchase a, a business. Um, you know, it's it's done exactly that same way. And I had a friend say, hey, look, can we can we acquire your store um, with an asset purchase agreement? We've got, you know, we, we want to trans, um, transfer it so we can launch our new private label brand. So this uh, is just to be clear, just so the audience understands, this is a... St- a store that you set up prior, maybe years before, that you basically quit selling on. So it still has a bunch of, a bunch of history, still has maybe, there might be a few random products still sitting in there or something, but it has a bunch of history. And someone comes in, they want to buy it because it has a history and already has like a bunch of seller feedbacks and, and things like that. that. That's what we're talking about, right? 
That that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So um, essentially, you know, the you know the stores were created in 2013. They had better payment terms. You know, they had no reserve. They had loads of set of feedback, loads of sales history, um, and you know, all the bells and whistles really. And essentially, um, you know, it was approached, and that was how it first started. Um, you know, so I sold my first my 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 old store to uh, a friend. Uh, and then he launched his business and I realized, hang on a minute, there, there might be something here. I had like three more um, Amazon stores that that we'd used um, for different, very different companies. So at that point, it was... How much were they paying for these? I mean, how much were they... Did it depend on the number of seller feedbacks or was there a criteria? Was it... Um, are we talking real money here? Like, I'll give you 500 bucks or what are we talking about? So the, the first time this happened, um, so this was four years ago now. About four years ago, I believe. So, um, probably a little bit more than that. It was, yeah, it was. I think it was five thousand dollars or four thousand dollars. And I was like, well, you know, I, this was just sat on, you know. So that was that. That was it's like being paid. It's like free money for your trash, right? And that was like the first <laughs> time, you know. So it was like, wow, there, there might be something here. And you know, through you know through that journey of um, you know selling on Amazon myself. I had the opportunity to sell the other stores. Um, and then that's kind of how I transitioned in, into doing what, um, you know, we do now. And I was doing this separately to Yaroslav uh, and Yaroslav was also uh, acquiring, um, you know, dormant accounts from sellers who just threw in the towel. You know, a lot of people have a bit of a rough time on Amazon, uh, you know, can't make it to work or they get divorced or God knows there's a thousand reasons people stop selling on Amazon. Um, competition, you know, finances, time, kids, all that. So what we found is there was actually a hell of a lot of people that had these stores, and you know, we was I started just reaching out to people that I knew, saying, "Hey, look, if you don't use this, um, I can acquire it from you um, using you know the, the same process, a bit how an aggregate would buy a business, following that same process, acquiring the store, and then I turn around and I sell it on." to, you know, a private label brand that wants to hit the ground running um, or, you know, uh, a wholesale, you know, seller, for example. So that's really how it started. And then I stumbled across Mr. Yaroslav um, and I started to essentially buy these stores and sell them to, to Yaroslav. And that's how we first met. Uh, we was actually buying, uh, he was actually buying stores from me. Cool. So you would buy them for whatever, I'm not, the price, thousand bucks and you sell them for him you mark them up and just sell them for him and then yourself you would turn around and sell them to other yeah. people who maybe had trouble setting up a store because they couldn't back then they, we didn't have all this id verification and all that kind of stuff or maybe was it was it the other ukrainians or just whoever wanted to buy it or did you have a special niche like chinese sellers that want to burner accounts or what what was the uh who, who was the buyer for them basically uh, kevin back in the days back in 2020 i, I started selling good stores and i uh, you know, it started really weirdly. So I, I knew there was there was a lot of people doing uh, buying and selling stores in Ukraine, for example. I knew there there is a market. I I personally acquired a few stores for my dropshipping business before, and then uh, and it was one price. And after after one year, I re reached reached out to the same guy, and he told me the price was five times more. And I was what's going on. Uh, I've created uh, auctions and people were bidding for the stores. Uh, there was a basic description with uh, basic features. And so this store was registered then. 
this is this uh, categories brands this is uh, the disbursement type of the stock so it has reserve doesn't have reserve daily pay uh, this is this is feedback then uh, yeah, this is the store and you, you guys were just outbeating each other it was really it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah then at some point I realized that demand was high and I didn't have stores and I that's how I found Aaron who just reached out random like, by email and we, we were checking some of the stores that he offered and he, that he found in his network and that that was how we met and then at some point I, I told Aaron sorry sorry man I I have too many stores I have I think it was around 85 or something he, he told wow what, what's going on maybe I can help you selling these stores because I have marketing and sales background and I told uh, man it looks it sounds a bit weird but I really I trust you and it's because <laughs> you're supplying the stores and now you want you're trying to help selling these stores as well but okay let's give it a try and that's how we, um, we kind of we had this weird model for uh, one or two months, and then we we just decided to partner and to do our work. Uh, so now it's like a regular business. I mean, you're brokering brokering dead accounts and bringing them back to life, basically for uh, other people. Exactly. So that's essentially uh, essentially what we do. It's it's really just finding you know stores from people that again it's, it's sat on the digital shelf. They they want closure on it. They don't oftentimes know they can sell their old Amazon seller account. And yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that they can sell that. I mean, you see it occasionally pop up someone, you know, post in one of my like masterminds. Anybody got a, you know, a store from 2018 or before that they're looking to sell or there'll be some criteria like that. Uh, but you don't see a lot of it. Um, you know, there's um, I know uh, like the I think it was uh, was it Dan Ashburn or somebody. He had a company or, or was doing something uh, at one point promoting that or maybe his affiliate deal. Um, but, you know, I'm sitting on four or five stores right now that I have from the past one of them is from the pandemic, you know, that's just sitting there, just idle. Uh, you know, they, you got the $39 turned off and it's just sitting there. So what if someone's out there, like you said, a lot of people start this business, they took they take ASM or now it's amazing.com and it just doesn't work out for them. So there's a lot of dead stores. How does Amazon look at, you? like you said, it's just like an aggregator takes over a store, but is the you guys probably have the system down now of how it, what, exactly what you got to write and exactly how the process works. But does Amazon okay? Um, is there any things that you got to be careful of when you're buying one and you're basically flipping it to somebody else? And then, so you're sending in transfer this from, from this person to me, or are y'all taking possession of it and then passing it on? Or is you just broker in the middle and just coordinate from the seller to the buyer? Right. So it's a great question. So, um, just to tag on to, um, you know, what you said earlier is, um, essentially that's what happened. So, um, that's kind of the reason, well, part of the reason we went to, to speak with Amazon and meet them and, and talk to them really um, is is to you know what we do and is is no different to what an aggregator does in mm -hmm. terms of acquiring an asset. Uh, they you normally use an asset purchase agreement to acquire a business, running business. Um, and, and what we do instead is we acquire a, a you know an, a store which is not um, selling and it's kind of you know dormant really. And then we're turning around and we're, we're giving it to sellers. That are going to be growing on the marketplace, you know, providing more products for the, you know, increase in selection on the platform, which is what Amazon want, of course, um, you know, providing service to their their customers, and you know, ultimately bringing revenue to the platform that would have never been there. Um, so that's 
You know, what would Amazon say? That's uh, I'm just wondering why Amazon doesn't have a, a policy like, okay, if you if you quit selling in a year, we just close it down. You're like Gmail does that. If you don't use your email account, you know they turn it into a spam trap uh, after six months. But because if I'm starting up a new company, I don't that history is somebody else's company. But it's like you said, that's the same reason someone else buys another company is they're 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 getting that goodwill, they're buying that history. That's an asset. And so from that point of view, I think Amazon would have a hard time saying you can't sell these. These are these are assets. As long as everything, you know, whatever rules they have checks out, you know, of the new buyer and stuff, it should be it should be gold. And I think a lot of people, like you said, don't realize they're sitting on these assets. And someone that started with five grand uh, to, and tried to sell on Amazon, it just didn't work out for them. They might be able to recoup a good portion of that, or maybe even all of it, depending on how old their their account is, right? Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, Kevin. And really, you know, we've—I mean, we've got some crazy stories about some people that we've we've acquired these stores from. But um, we flew I mean, to. I mean, what's one of those crazy stories? What's a, what's a really good that you can say? That's a really cool, interesting that people will be like, "Wow, that was that's okay, interesting." I've got one for you. So um, this is a lady called Tina. Um, we we bought a store from her maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, and she. She said, to, you know, we, we went through, um, bought a store, sent her the money, and then she followed up like two weeks later saying, um, may have, might have been a month later, but it was, um, hey, just want to just let you know that my, my, my mother was really sick in New York and I didn't have the money to go and see her, but the money that you provided for me for my store enabled me to go and get tickets, fly to see her before she passed away, um, and I just want to say thank you. So that was probably one of the most profound ones um, and without the funds that she'd got from the store, selling the store to her, she wouldn't have been able to see, um, you know, her mother before she passed. So that was one of the, the stories we've got. Other stories about people using critical medical bills, uh, using the funds for critical medical bills, um, you know, kickstarting a new business. In fact, that's quite a common one. Um, people use the funds to, 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 to kind of go again, if you like. So what, what is a store... What are the variables that determine how much the price is? Is it the older it is, the more the more it's worth, or the more seller feedback, the more it's worth? Or can you give me an idea what those are? Someone listening, go. Can I make a five hundred bucks? Can I make? I know it depends. I know there's a number of variables, but at least give me some sort of ballpark range of, of something. Sure, I'll, I'll give you a range. So we bought stores anywhere from like on the very low end. Somebody just opened a, a brand new store, tried it, didn't work. We bought them for like five hundred bucks. Uh, on the flip side, we've bought stores. I think the most we've probably spent is 14k on the high end. Like that's the you know that was uh, obviously an extraordinary store. Most of them, you know, uh, most of the stores range between 500 bucks, you know, 4k, uh, 5k. The odd the odd store we get is you know more than that, six, seven k, eight k. These are super high volume stores that have done millions of dollars in sales. They might have a better payment reserve. You know, various different. Um, uh, things like that, but anywhere in that range, really, depending on the the store itself. So, how do you do your due diligence? So, when someone, if I come to you and I've got my store, let's say it's you know I had I'm public on this. I, I had a company called Germ Shark uh, that we started during the pandemic. We sold we sold millions of dollars worth of uh, hand sanitizer. Amazon because because of Amazon's algorithm, we got we constantly got shut down. Even though we had a guy on speed dial, a business development guy had his home cell phone number on speed dial, he'd get us back up. We'd be back up for an hour, then we're shut back down again. 
uh, because of this algorithm um, BS. And so we finally just said, the heck with it. We threw in the towel. If I came to you and I said, hey, I want to sell this store, you know, it's, it was only operating, it's 2020s when it was started. It was only operating uh, for about a year, year and a half. I don't know what the seller feedbacks are on it. Probably maybe a couple hundred or something. Um, there's no inventory left in it. Everything's been deleted out. Um, what would something like, how, how would you do your due diligence on that? Uh, diligence on that to see what that might be worth for you guys. Would it be, I give you the login, you log in, or I make you a, an admin or something, you log in, you check it out, or what, what's the process there? Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dive in. So basically, we have a procurement team. Um, they would set up an appointment uh, with you. There's a few questions first, just to get a, an idea around the store. Um, then they'd set up a call with um, our account check-in spec- specialist, uh, be like a 15-minute call. Uh, it'll be on Zoom and it just go through the store. Uh, we can click and go through it ourselves if you share the, the permissions, uh, remote um, access on the store. So on, on Zoom, sorry. Or you can just guide uh, and we can go through the store. And that's typically how it how it works. Then our team will swing back around with, after they've analyzed that, they've looked into that, um, you know, all the metrics, they'll swing back around with an offer. And then usually uh, they say, yes, I want to do it or uh, no, or there's a little bit of a negotiation uh, at that point, but that's that's the process, Kevin. How do you figure out if there's any like black hat that ha- happened on this account? Like if maybe this account, you know, has you know, as Amazon knows everything that happens. Maybe in three years prior, they were doing all kinds of crazy ranking stuff, and it's kind of sitting there in the in 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 the account history. Uh, and you know, if something ever happened in the future, Amazon could refer back to that if they want to. How do you how do you check against anything that or, or is it even possible to part of the, the, the call checking process is we go through all of the performance notifications um and go for all the cases make sure that you know the accounts you know is clean that goes into the, the the whole process of of uh testing um you know checking the account sorry before we make an offer um and then going through um you know asking the the questions on the call as well that's that that plays a part uh in that too and um, really just, you know, we, we, we acquire most of our stores from private label sellers. Uh, and we, there, there's throughout the process of us uh, hop on these calls uh, and asking the questions. Uh, that's where a lot of our due diligence is done, looking in the account. Uh, and we have some other checks as well, just to, just to make sure as, as close as we can. Uh, we don't buy stores that have been, you know, uh, suspended a bunch of times and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, we, we're really looking for the, uh, the, the stores that are super clean and and you know um, you know have the least chance of any any risk for any potential buyer in the future. Do you go in and like if they got some random inventory still sitting in there that they just never took out? Do you have them withdraw that or dispose of it or uh, and and also if they have like say they have their last their ten asins are just sitting there just waiting for uh, you know some hacker to come and uh, make them uh, <laughs> into 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 something. Um, do you have them delete all that stuff out or so it's totally, totally clean or how do you do that? What do you do there? Usually, usually we, we do right now. We make them dispose all the inventory or just send it to charity or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. they want. or just, just move the inventory out. Um, but yeah, basically we are, we are considering, uh, acquiring some stores right now that that have some active sales. So it's it's another another product that, that we're trying. We're now we're helping more it's the sellers that actually quit and they don't want to do that. And we 
the part of due diligence is just talking to these to these people, making sure they are real people. That, that's really important. Making sure they are the owners of the store. Making sure we're asking what they were doing, what kind of uh, business they were doing. We're asking for supplier information as well. So uh, just to, to, to have the clear picture around everything, what what was in that store. So that's uh, the the most we we can do. We're doing and. Uh, Another important thing that we, one of the purposes are, are of us going to to the conference was just to partner with Amazon, as I mentioned, and we we want to just get closer to them so we can uh, have some uh, inter Amazon dedicated team to our business yeah. that can help us with acquiring, with transferring, with uh, and, then, and then with. Uh, the seller with people who actually acquired the stores and then maybe uh, they, they may have some dedicated managers over there that, that will talk about the services that you can use on Amazon, anything, anything that can help people grow their businesses long term on, on that side. So we we're it, like right now, the more the most we can do, we're doing in terms of due diligence, but we know we can do more with Amazon's uh, help and alongside just Amazon. Do you take physical? Do you pick, take possession of the store, or do you just act as a go-between between the seller and the buyer? So we we act. It's kind of a bit of both. So we, as Jay Z said, um, let's say we buy a store, we acquire it with an asset purchase agreement. So that store is the chain of title is owned by our company. Then what we do is we find uh, somebody that wants to acquire the store, and then we we don't change any of the details. Obviously, to to us, we we sell the store. And then have the new owner. Um, we we transfer the store to the new new owner. Um, you know, in the way Jay Z. You know, so you basically you buy you you buy the rights to it basically. Yeah, and then, right. and so it's so it's not a it's not like Amazon's changing it to you and then has to change it to the next guy. It's a, it's a clean, simple from one guy to the next. And you, yeah. I'm sure you have an SOP since you're a master at, yeah. at all that. This is exactly what you need to do. And what's that process take? So once a buyer and a seller are matched. Does it take like 48 hours to get an account transfer? Is this like weeks or what does it typically take? Right. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. So essentially we acquire the store. Let's call, we, we acquire the store from, let's say Mary, um, you know, um, that, 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 that might take anywhere from two to three weeks to go through that process, look at the store, make an offer, you know, begin the transfer process. Once we've done that, then as soon as a buyer wants to acquire the store, um, we we go through our process. Typically, it takes anywhere from you know ten to fourteen days. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, depending on you know if Amazon re-verify, then we have to you know push that through and get that done. But anywhere between you know two and three weeks, really, Kevin, um, to to transfer. Look, you you know we've tested this every every uh, way you can imagine, and from our experience. We just we just rather go slow and diligent in making the changes at the store uh, because we've just seen what happens when things get rushed uh, and that's that's not that's not how we approach our, our business so it's a very methodical you know uh, streamlined process that we've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times um, so it takes about two and three weeks uh, and at that point we deliver the store um, show the new owner how to access it safely and and you know all that good stuff so that happens um, in the, in that, in that way. So yeah, about two, three weeks. 
Uh, and that process is, is was developed by our trial and error plus additional plus consulting with uh, with lawyers that help with uh, MBA business exits. And we we invested a lot of time in just developing that that process, and uh, we we may call it our secret sauce as well because we are that's that's what we do every day with, with this. Stores. So does a new buyer have to do go through that whole verification now that Amazon's with uh, all the new laws where you got to show your ID and show your bank account and show all that? Does the new buyer have to go through all that or is it just transfer over that verification process from the original? So we when we transfer, when you change anything these days on Amazon, since the Inform Act, that oftentimes comes up and for sure we go through uh, and do that for the new owner. So that's done. You know, we just we just need the information and we... We, we, that's part of the transfer process. So they get the store and they're ready to rock and roll. Uh, and then the Informax says that it's going to happen every year. So from that point on, they'll have to just re, you know do that uh, re-verification process um, you know, the following year. So um, yeah, that's that's what happens. So you do, are you specializing in just one Amazon marketplace or you do this for all marketplaces? Like Europe and Japan, Australia, everywhere? Or is it, are you only specializing in a few marketplaces? Uh, just one for now. We're just doing US. So we're just trying to focus. But, um, and this is part of the reason, great question, uh, Kevin. It's part of the reason we flew to Seattle. So, um, you know, it's part of the reason Jay-Z, you know, Yaroslav's obviously Ukrainian, but it was the, the, the reason he drove a thousand miles out of Ukraine to get across the border to fly to Seattle so we could go and speak to Amazon um, and, and really talk to them. Because in Europe, there's a button you can press. In Europe, there's a button called transfer account. And it's a very straightforward, seamless process. You know, it takes a bit of time, but it works. In the USA, they don't have that yet. And, and my theory is that it's kind of a legacy platform. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot more complicated to have that button in, installed probably uh, on the US. And it's probably not top of their priority list right now uh, with everything else they're probably doing. So um, we flew, um, you know, Jay-Z made the, the crazy journey out of Ukraine to, to go and sit in front of Amazon staff, uh, you know, exact shake their hands and talk to them about what we're up to and, and how we're taking these dormant stores and, and selling them to sellers so they can breathe life into the platform. Uh, and, and they absolutely loved what we was up to, the, the, the execs that we spoke to. Um, and, you know, our goal is to, you know, work closely with them. And, you know, that's, um, you know, very early stages uh, of, of that. But we're just, we're just looking to work with them. You know, we do, uh, we do great business with, buying these stores from people and then providing them to uh, other folks that want to grow on the Amazon platform and, you know, uh, provide value to Amazon's customers. So that's, um, yeah, that was the whole reason, a big part of the reason we went there and obviously to, uh, to, to meet loads of other Amazon sellers like yourself too. So, so one of the things that uh, you said, Yaroslav, is that you actually have a second model you're working on right now where if I started started up and I bought a thousand units or something and I realize I'm in over my head or I don't have the money to finance this growth and maybe I'm onto something, but I just don't know what the hell I'm doing, uh, that you're going in and, and that's a new model. It's like, okay, you'll take over that account. Um, you buy that account with the inventory and then you flip that to somebody else that actually has a clue, right? Is that, do I understand that correctly? Yeah, we, we're discovering that. So we we're not not doing that yet, but we, okay. we're we're discovering we we see we see there is a demand for that, and we are kind of we're trying to respond to the demand because we got our um, 
processes and our systems for acquiring almost anything we want. Basically, we can we can go and acquire. Um, we we can do targeted ads. We can use our partners. We can basically we uh, we have all, all everything set up. We're just trying to respond to to the demand from from the sales side. Yeah, I would think that would be that there could be a decent market there, depending on what you know. Some of those are bad product choices. You don't want to buy the thirtieth uh, weighted blanket account uh, or something like that. But um, there's 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 some uh, probably some decent opportunities there where someone just they have a good idea, they just can't execute, um, or they don't for a number of reasons: time, money, knowledge, whatever it may be. And there may be people that want to take take that over and uh, and 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 run with that. Exactly. That's what we're we're, we're finding, Kevin. Is um, it's it's an, it's it's like an aggregator, but on a very small scale. Might be doing five grand a month profit. You know, a few, a few grand. They've got a great idea. Opportunities there. So we're that's going to be the something we're exploring in the in the next few months um, for sure. So yeah, we're looking forward to, to 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 giving that a shot. So how big is this market? Is this like a very very niche? And there's like. A couple transactions a week, or is this? I mean, it sounds like you guys are pretty much uh, all in on this, so it's it it must be must be quite a bit of demand out there for this. I, I know there's a few other people doing it, not not the way you are. It seems like you're doing it a little bit more sophisticated. Um, but um, what what is, is are there that many people um, that are? And like I said, like you said earlier, and we we both said that a lot of people don't even know you can do this. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great question. So we essentially, you know, we, there's private label uh, sellers who acquire these. We work with aggregators, you know, there's uh, wholesale sellers. Um, the dropshipping thing is not much of a thing anymore. We have some folks that are doing it properly with two-step dropshipping that reach out to us. But, you know, th- there's, there is definitely demand for these, these stores because ultimately um, when, when you create a new store, obviously there can be some challenges with that, um, you know, and, with some of these older stores, as we've talked about, you've got much more favorable payment terms, oftentimes uh, a, pay- a payment in full every two weeks instead of having a reserve, um, you know, or, um, you know, a, a lot of seller feedback, a lot of sales history, uh, and, and all this, all the reasons aggregators look to acquire running businesses applies to this 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 model as well. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely, definitely demand there. We're just kind of scratching the surface, to be honest, Kevin. Um, and we know we can help a lot more people that are doing great things on Amazon's platform, you know, launching great brand, doing good business. Uh, and that's who we re- really want to continue to support. Aaron, you might remember this around 2016 or maybe 17. Amazon made, uh, you, you kind of referenced it earlier. They had a legacy system and, and there was like two different, I don't, you know, I don't know what the numbers were, but I'll just call it version one and version two of seller central. And they're trying to get everybody to migrate to to version two. And when they first did it, they just, they automatically migrated some people and it frustrated, it pissed off a bunch of people. And because they lost their daily uh, payments, they lost, they, you didn't have, they started having to pay a restocking fee for returns. Uh, and there, there are some other things that happened along those lines. And I remember I was one of the last holdouts uh, because they, they kept saying, you need to, they took away the automatic and, and let you do it on your own. And then they put a deadline on you got to do it by X date. And I waited till that day or like a day before, before I did it, because I had daily payouts. I had no, no fee for returns. Most of that stuff has gone away, but some of those legacy things are still in those accounts. Uh, right. Um, there's still some advantages in some of those older 
legacy accounts that could be worth something. And I know now I don't, you know, a lot of people say when they sign up, they, they have a two week, uh, well, you have the rolling reserve, so you can take, take daily payments, but you don't get paid for, was it three weeks from delivery or basically something along those lines, but there's some of those older accounts that that doesn't apply. Right. And you can, you can get the, the full funds. Is that still, do those still exist or do they, they correct that on the older accounts? It still exists, yeah. But uh, and th th that's one of the reasons why people acquire older accounts. Uh, and that's that's yeah. That's the, the, there are. It's quite hard to find these accounts. I mean, like daily pay. It's quite rare. Just a standard. Yeah, there's a daily pay. I just want to be clear for those listening. There, um, every new account I sign up for has daily pay. I can go and hit a button every 24 hours and take a payment, but the payment amount is like there's some in reserve. And basically it's, it's a two weeks from delivery or something like that before that reserve, basically it's a three week waiting period from the time the order happens until that reserve gets released. But some of these older accounts that doesn't exist. You make, you sell $20 today, you can take out the $20 tomorrow. Uh, so I just want to be, I just want to be clear uh, for people listening um, of the difference between the two. That, that's right. And what we've seen, Kevin, usually these legacy accounts that you, we, we actually call that these accounts legacy accounts too. Um, but, you know, we've seen a lot of daily pay accounts that pay out in full from before 2006, 2007. Uh, but weirdly, we've also found, like we've actually come across uh, more than one store that had, was from 2014 that had these daily pay in fulls. Um, so it might've been in that glitch when Amazon transitioned everyone out, but um, there, there's definitely stores out there that still pay in full every day. Um, as you can imagine, you know, the, the game of business obviously is, you know, the, the faster you can reduce your cash flow cycle, the, the faster the company can grow essentially because you can reinvest inventory into marketing and so forth. Um, so that's why essentially people acquire these accounts is because oftentimes they have a two-week payment cycle instead of having a reserve where it's spread out, you know, let's say Amazon owed you 100 grand, you get that 400 grand after two weeks, uh, if it has a reserve, then it could take, you know, three and a half weeks to get that four hundred grand, right? And that that really can slow a business down in terms of the growth. It's, math, it's massive. I mean, to pay five, ten, you said that someone paid fourteen grand for account. You'd pay more than that in interest if you're a big company. Just 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 in that cash flow of three weeks of cash flow, it's worth every freaking penny right there. I mean, to to, to do that, what um. Do you help the the new buyers? Do you help them migrate their? Do you have an SOP and like here's how you migrate your products over, or they just they, once they buy the account they're on their own. In terms of when they, um, so, so I buy I buy accounts and I want to like maybe uh, you know I got a hot selling product on um, my account that has a one of these big reserves on it. I want to move that product to this new account that I just bought from you. That's a legacy account from 2007 or something that has daily payouts, so I can cash flow better. Do you have SOPs where you help them on that, or is that just that they're on their own where they to move that product, that ASIN over to the new account? Yeah, something something that we work with them through to get to get that rock and roll. And our goal is really, you know, you know, there, there, there's a line of what we can and can't do, of course, but we will, you know, be there to guide and to make sure that they've got the, the store ready to to do what they intended it for, you know. So, um, so yeah, awesome. So. Is there a, like a, a public facing website where people can go to, or you got to be like you, you said, uh, Yaroslav, there's like a, a, a telegram group or something, or how do you, 
How do you, uh, if I, if I got, if I, I want to buy something or if I've got something to sell, how, how do I go about uh, getting, getting a hold of you guys? Sorry, Kevin, you broke up a little bit there, but I, I heard what you said. Yes. Um, basically, if, if somebody's looking to sell one of their old Amazon stores or an old vendor account that they, they don't want, then all you need to do is reach out to Aaron at growthaccounts.com. So it's A-A-R-O-N at G-R-O-W-T-H accounts with an S dot com. Um, and then, you know, we can set up a time to check out your account uh, and, and see if it if it's something that we can make you an offer for. Um, if, if somebody's looking to acquire uh, an Amazon store, then they could just go to ecomstores.com and schedule a call there. So, um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. So that's Aaron at growthaccounts.com if you've, if you got one to sell. And if you have, uh, if you're looking to buy, it's ecomstores.com. Yep. That, that's exactly. correct. Yeah. And if anyone needs any help with transferring, you know, if they're going through an acquisition and they want some help with transferring a business, uh, an Amazon store, um, then we can also help with that stuff as well. But, um, just reach out at the, the email address and yeah, that's, that's the best way. Are there any any hiccups when in a transfer process, or is it usually just as long as you got all the documentation is pretty smooth, or do do they ever fail for some reason? With, with Amazon, there's there's there can be hiccups as we all know, right? So um, you know, it's rare that there's a you know something you know bad goes, any red flags that go off during the transfer. What can happen is Amazon's more sensitive these days with the Inform Act. Um, they can kick out an address verification postcard. That can set back the, you know, because we've got to wait, obviously, for that to arrive and then, you know, uh, and then do it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's extremely, extremely rare that there's any issues during the transfer process. Just because of the amount of, you know, times we've, we've done this now. Uh, we'd have to be um, idiots at this point not to notice the patterns of what to do, what not to do. Not saying, you know, that won't ever happen, but from our experience, you know, that is very, very rare. Sometimes Amazon just, they have some glitches and you cannot update from the legal entity and you cannot choose the right country over there, which is, which is weird. But we, what we do, we, we raise a lot of cases, we follow up, we, we got our team calling. If something weird happens, we usually we are able to handle it. So. Awesome. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you taking the time today and uh, sharing uh, that this is something that a lot of people don't even know really exists or what the opportunities are there from both sides. So this has been great. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you guys coming on and sharing today. Thank you, Kevin. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. It's been it's been a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I bet a lot of you just learned something. Didn't even know there's an entire business out there of just buying and selling Amazon accounts. It's big business. There's a lot of uh, Amazon accounts. What's it? Some two million accounts or something that are active on Amazon right now. Plus another, I'm sure, millions that have been set up and either never really got going or were abandoned. So it's a big business and there's lots of opportunities around that, whether you're looking to recoup a little bit of your initial investment, get a little extra cash for some old accounts sitting around, or maybe you need to better your cash flow and are looking for an account that has some of these legacy things. Great stuff. Go to ecomstore.com if you're looking to buy or message Aaron at the email address he gave if you're looking to sell your accounts. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. In the meantime, I've got some words of wisdom for you before we head out. Remember, your reputation is your most important asset. 
It precedes you before you walk into the room, and it lingers long after the work is done. Your reputation is your most important asset. It precedes you before you walk into the room, and it lingers long after the work is done. See you again next week.